0: Hello and welcome to episode six of the Fantasy Doctors Major League Baseball podcast. Uh, This this is us coming back at you here after about a month hiatus. uh, We got a a little busy and I got a little bit behind on the Fantasy Doctors baseball injury analysis. So we're back again. My name is Brandon Bowers. I'm a doctor of physical therapy, one of your hosts. And alongside me, As always, is Dr. Physical Therapy Drew Ingalls. Drew, it's great to be back here behind the microphone talking about some MLB injuries. And uh, it's good to chat with you tonight.
1: It is. And one quick thing, the Tigers are still in second place in the Central.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I don't don't know if we would have predicted them to be in second place uh, this late into the year, uh, but definitely good news for your Tigers sitting right behind my Indians. So uh, all looking good for both of our teams in the A yeah of, of course, anytime uh, with a, with a team that's rebuilding like the Tigers, anytime you can get that nice mention in there of uh, 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 a good thing for the tigers it's it's always a good thing for you drew. Um, we're gonna jump right in here and talk about uh, some new injuries that have cropped up here since our previous episode again, it's been about a month, so uh, we've got a little bit of a list here that we'll we'll run down. We're gonna start here Drew, talking about a little bit about Clayton Kershaw. Uh, Kershaw was dealing with that biceps tendonitis earlier this year. And he came came back off the disabled list from the biceps. And I believe it was his first, maybe even his second start, I think it was his first start uh, back from that injury that he strained his low back. And he was placed on the disabled list, the 10-day DL on June 1st. Uh, he had been activated following that biceps tendinitis, And he, he actually missed a month with this same injury last year. Uh, he received an MRI, which showed inflammation in his lower back. And the team's predicting about a month uh, return to play timetable. So about four to six weeks is going to be typical for Kershaw, but just hasn't been able to catch a break this year with the biceps, 10 to and now the low back strain, Drew.
1: Yeah, the uh, Dodgers rotation is looking eerily, eerily similar to uh, the Mets of the past, you know, with, uh, well, we're going to talk about another guy, uh, another pitcher for the Dodgers a little bit later on in the DL, but uh, kind of interesting uh, in regards to that.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, it's a it's a guy, front of the rotation guy, Clayton Kershaw, who, I mean, he's a dominant pitcher when he can stay healthy. But so far this season, he hasn't been able to stay out on the bump. So, unfortunate news there's, there for the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Heading out east to the Boston Red Sox, Drew, what can you tell us about Mookie Betts?
1: He went on the DL uh, May 29th uh, with some left side tightness, diagnosed as a bleak strain, which is pretty common for... Well, a couple of the players that we're going to talk about later uh, in the podcast. But I mean, he was off to I mean, a crazy start. MVP numbers batting 359, 17 home runs. He had uh one less walk than strikeout, uh, 13 stolen bases, just playing phenomenal. Um, I mean, Boston's so loaded that they really haven't missed him a whole lot. They haven't really skipped a beat, but he is eligible to return uh tomorrow. Um I don't think that he will uh, come back tomorrow. He he talked to uh, the manager, Cora, and he wants to uh, likely go down for a little rehab stint just to kind of get his flow uh, back to where he was at. And uh, so probably a timetable sometime next week for his return.
0: Yeah, I mean, like you said, Drew, with with how much firepower the Red Sox have, really haven't missed a beat. And uh, it would probably be a good idea, I think, for, for Betts to go down on rehab. I mean, you see some guys, mm-hmm. I mean, specifically for my my club, the the Indians, Andrew Miller came off the disabled list, didn't go through a rehab start, and then it was just a, few, a matter of a few days before he hurt himself again. So uh, mm-hmm. definitely probably a good move for the Red Sox to send Betts out on rehab. Mm-hmm. Staying out in the AL East uh, with Josh Donaldson, he's dealing with a bit of a calf strain. Uh, he left the game not too long ago with some tightness through that left calf and was diagnosed with a calf strain following the game he was placed on the on the dl back on june 1st which was retroactive to the 29th of may Uh, it's, it's a grade one calf strain here which typically carries a two to four week return to play timetable he has been going through his normal hitting and throwing progressions as of the the team's report on june 2nd he was only hitting uh 234 to start the year, so it wasn't too good of a, a start to the season here for Donaldson. So hopefully he can get this thing right, uh, go through his kind of rehab progressions, and come back and contribute for the for the Blue Jays at a high level.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, Vlad, Vlad Guerrero Jr. Uh, you know might be taking his spot uh, later this year, depending on how the two are playing. Uh, well, and if Toronto's out of it, you know they're going to probably be looking to move a couple of players around.
0: Yeah. I mean, Guerrero jr. I mean, I don't know what his numbers numbers are, but I mean, from what I'd seen people mention he he had been absolutely been tearing the cover off the ball down in the minors. So you got to
1: figure uh, out he's, been, he's, he's batting, you know, 400. He, uh, he's got 11 home runs, 55 RBIs and 53 games. He actually just went on a seven day DL, uh, himself with a knee injury, but it's not serious, but, uh, kids killing it. Uh, I just, uh, it'd be nice to see him uh, up in the, up in the pros, especially with uh, the guy that we're going to talk about a little bit later, Robert. uh, I'm going to pronounce it wrong. Acuna.
0: I believe it's correct.
1: Oh, well, how about that? But anyway, 19 years old, (laughs) he's going to be fun to watch.
0: Yeah. I mean, especially with the swing as vicious as his father's was out with (laughs) the angels in Anaheim. I mean, uh, I mean, some, sometimes you see these the, these fathers uh, of kids, and th- they're really good, and then, then the, the, their children never really live up to the hype. So it'll be yeah. neat to see how things progress here for Bla- Vlad Guerrero Jr. Sure. Um, as uh, he potentially gets his shots shot in the big. So uh, a serious injury here, Drew. Uh, there's some more information that came out about Alex Reyes and his lat strain out for the Cardinals. Uh, what can you tell us about
1: the uh, the starting pitcher for the Cardinals? Yeah, so another another young guy, um, he, he actually sat out 17 uh, with uh, Tommy John surgery, um, and he was rehabbing and, and working his way through the minors before uh, coming up to the majors, and he was killing it. He threw, um, let's see here, he had 44 strikeouts and in 23 innings. Um, however, um, when, he, when he pitched uh, in his uh, debut this year, He did throw four scoreless innings, uh, gave up three hits, two walks, had four strikeouts, but his velocity was dropping uh, with each inning. So there was, you know, something going on, and and obviously it ended up being a a significant latch strain, which ultimately they decided that they're going to repair surgically. So he's going to be out for the year. Expect him to be ready for 2019
0: yeah, and it's a really unfortunate blow for, for Alex Reyes. Obviously missed the time with the Tommy John, and he's, he's one of the top prox- prospects out there in St. Louis. And we had kind of kept an eye on him on, on the show here, Drew, uh, really kind of tracking his return. And it's just really unfortunate that such a young kid with another significant injury here. So oh, hopefully yeah. the, these two major injuries don't really derail his career, but only time will tell uh, if he'll be able to contribute at a high level in
1: 2019. Definitely the next guy Looking that up, you're going to talk about, a young guy with a lot of injuries himself this year.
0: Yeah, I mean Byron Buxton for the Twins, Drew, as you kind of alluded to, has, has had a myriad of injuries here to start the year. First, he was dealing with the migraines, and now he's got this this fractured big toe. Uh, he was placed on the on the DL back on May 30th. Uh, Phil Miller from the Star Tribune in Minnesota had indicated just a couple of days ago that the pain reduction process for for Buxton has has been very slow. Uh, So the team's not anticipating any kind of return soon from Buxton. Um, the, the team has also not indicated the severity of this fracture. Uh, typically if it's a fracture that's non-displaced and hasn't moved or anything, it, it typically doesn't require surgery, it's time to rest and let the bone healing occur. Uh, it doesn't sound from what the team said, it's going to be surgical in nature at this juncture. Uh, but the, but the team isn't too optimistic. He's going to be back anytime soon, just because getting mm. his pain under control has been a bit of a challenge. Mm, interesting. Noah Syndergaard is uh, a gentleman who is uh, not unfamiliar to the injury bug. as he's de- he, I, I believe he also dealt with the, with the lat injury. I believe it was last year or the year before. Um, mm-hmm. But this year he's uh, dealing with a bit of an issue with his middle finger. Drew, what can you tell us?
1: So uh, injured on the 29th of May, strained ligament in the right index finger. Um, so he had uh, some soreness in between starts, and ultimately they decided to do an MRI, which revealed a strain. Uh, so what they did is they splinted it, um, allowed that area to kind of rest and heal. Um, he's going to face live hitters less, this later this week and throw a bullpen session, from reports, and he's looking to start uh, Sunday, uh, June tenth. So this upcoming Sunday, and I think that's against the is that against the Yankees.
0: I think so. I don't ha I don't have the schedule up in front of me, but I, I believe that sounds right. A
1: subway series coming up here this weekend, uh I-, I believe. So hopefully, you know, all goes well with that bullpen session facing live hitters so that uh we can have a nice little matchup Sunday.
0: Yeah, always fun to see uh, the two New York ball clubs match up against each other. I remember years ago when we had the Subway Series for the World Series, so always need, especially when you got so many uh, star players between the two of them. So, staying out on the on the east side of the United States with uh, uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., who you mentioned earlier, Drew had that nasty looking knee injury as he as he ran through first base. This was back on the twenty eighth of May um and he he very clearly hyperextended that knee the injury looked very very similar to that of Bryce Harper last year who stepped funny on the base and kind of went into that hyperextended looking position um and so acuña went and he uh, followed up with dr james andrews the world renowned tommy john specialist Um, He's expected, Cunha was expected to resume baseball activities on June 4th. So three days ago, as we were recording this episode here on June 7th. Um, And and it's possible that he's activated late next week per uh, Mark Bowman, who's MLB.com's Braves beat reporter. Um, The the Braves, however, have not given any kind of definite timetable as Dr. Andrews and the Braves medical staff have recommended that they just be extra cautious with this uh, when you're dealing with this ACL sprain drew, as, as you know, we've got an overstretch of the ligaments so that that ACL is going to have a little bit increased laxity. So really just making sure they're doing their due diligence here, not bringing him back too quickly, especially because he, he's one of their young guns and he he was kind of leading that ball club. Kinda, I, I think of a, a surprise for a lot of people how well the Braves have been playing. Uh, but uh Early, or excuse me, not early, but rather late next week, possibly for his return, but the Braves aren't going to be in any kind of rush here.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, the injury was gruesome. I, I thought for sure he ruptured the ACL. Uh, amazingly, he actually thought his back was in more, more worse shape than the knee. Um, so, I mean, just stunning that it's not torn. So good for him. Good for the Braves. Yeah. Um, you know they're a, a nice little team right now to root for, with all these young players doing well. Yeah, it's 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 good to
0: see, certainly for for the Bravos. Back out west to the uh, pitching rotation that can't seem to stay healthy. Uh, another starter for the Los Angeles Dodgers and
1: Kenta Maeda dealing with a hip strain. Drew. Yeah, as I was alluding to earlier, just uh, you know another one of these Dodgers going down. He had been pitching very well prior to um, this injury. He had a uh, 3.38 ERA at 11.7 strikes strikeouts per nine innings um, injured on the 29th um, of May. He was he uh, pitched 1.1 and two thirds of the inning. He exited with uh, some tightness in the hip. Um, so right now we've got Rich Hill on the DL with a blister Kershaw with his back Rue with a groin injury Urias with the shoulder issue. So, um, There's not a lot going on well in regards to that rotation, other than some of the younger guys that have filled in with Bueller and uh, Stripling. But anyway, uh, he's slated to return next week. Um, There's a possibility that he could return, but in all likelihood, he would benefit from a rehab start down in AAA. I mean, this is a ball club, obviously,
0: that went to the World Series last year. So to have three and four of your your starting five out on the shelf. I mean, it's definitely not ideal. So it'll be interesting to see if, if they're able to stay healthy as, as, as the season progresses and make another run at that world series, because their starting rotation is definitely in rough shape out in LA.
1: It is. Yeah. Amazingly. They've been, they've actually kind of climbed up in the, uh, the uh, NL West out there. They're, they're creeping up towards uh, first place third and third right now, but for what they've done with what they've got, um, pretty impressive
0: moving on to the cubs and you darvish dealing with a triceps issue he's dealing with right triceps tendinitis or inflammation and irritation of that triceps tendon uh, typically that occurs down near the elbow on the back side of the arm uh, I kind of sc- scoured Twitter and looked around online to see if there was much of an update. I was able to find that he's he's been continuing his rehab in Chicago. It's been pl- it's been going as expected. He played catch the past two days on June 5th and June 6th. I didn't see any indication as to when the team expects him to come back. A lot of time, as you know, Drew with the tendonitis, he just got to allow time uh, to kind of rest that tendon mm-hmm. and allow that inflammation and irritation to calm down. So again not something that they should be in too much of a hurry about uh as, as we near the the middle part of this season they're playoff contenders so they want to make sure that they have all their big horses ready to go for the long haul at the end of the year and the playoff push uh, but the, the team hasn't outlined any kind of return to play timetable at this time typically usually in the three to four week range if this responds uh, nicely uh, should suffice but uh, tough break here for you darvish on the shelf but uh, an injury that shouldn't have too many long-term implications looking at the rockies and david Dahl, uh he's dealing with a broken foot uh drew do you have any kind of update for
1: us i do he uh well he injured the the uh, shin sliding uh sliding so he was shin to shin uh i don't have the exact date of when he did that but none uh um, the next day, actually, he pinch hit and hit a home run. But uh, the pain continued to linger, 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 linger. X-rays revealed an ex- uh, uh, a, a broken, uh, broken foot. He's out six to eight weeks. This guy really can't catch a break. He was out most of last year with uh, rib inflammation and stress fractures. Um, he just, uh, you know, when he's been in there, he's, he's played actually pretty good this year. He's batted 275, has had four home runs. But um, he's going to be out for a good two months here.
0: Now, Drew, I, I don't think you mentioned he didn't have to have surgery, did he?
1: No. Okay. As far so as I definitely know, no, he's new- just yeah, he's going to be non-weight bearing, uh, allow that allow that bone to heal, and uh, so that sixty-eight six to eight week timeline should be uh, what we're looking for.
0: Awesome. So. Definitely good news for Dahl. I know he hasn't been able to stay healthy, but avoided surgery in this case. So, so good news there. Uh, heading out a little bit further west, we have talked a little bit about some guys for the Dodgers. Uh, Cole Calhoun for the Angels on the other side of town dealing with an oblique strain, Drew.
1: Yep. Uh, right oblique strain. Uh, he has not played well at all this year. I mean, probably not even arguably one of the worst hitters this year with he had a lot of expectations coming in the year he's batting uh, 145 he's had one home run you know maybe he's had some of this issue playing on in the early part of the season april may and maybe he didn't let on uh, which could have contributed to the poor output but um, expectations um, should be that he's going to be ready sometime next week it, he would probably benefit from a a rehab assignment just to kind of make sure that things are kind of going a little bit better before heading up to the uh heading up to the uh majors.
0: Yeah, and Drew another another uh player to add for the Angels here to the list. We've, I drafted the the show outline before the, this news came down the pipeline, but Shohei Ohtani left last night's start with a blister on his right middle finger. Uh he he dealt with the same thing earlier this season, um and he was still able to make his next start. Uh, But definitely something to keep an eye on. He's been incredible to watch here, uh, being able to play on both sides of the ball, be able to pitch and be able to hit. Uh, But a big-name star here for the Angels, so definitely something to monitor here uh, if you're playing fantasy baseball. Just keep an eye on that. Mm. Uh, Like I said, he was able to make his next start following the previous blister that he had, but uh, worth keeping an eye on here for Otani. Our final guy we're going to chat about here in the, the new injuries portion is Homer Bailey, dealing with knee inflammation for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, this was on D- June 2nd. He was placed on the disabled list. He's gearing up and getting ready to go out on rehab as of June 7th. He has had quite an awful start to the season, posting a 1-7 and seven record and a 6.68 ERA. So um, The knee certainly could have played into that, but it will be interesting to see uh, when he is healthy. Uh, if he's able to contribute for for the Reds down there in the Queen City of Cincinnati. But not a very good start to the season for Homer Bailey. Uh, the Reds aren't figuring to have too good of a year this year at all, so no real rush I, I would anticipate here for Bailey because, he, I mean, he's not coming back to a team that's really going to do a whole lot in 2018. So we'll see uh, how long it takes Bailey to come back, but he's getting ready to go out on rehab here within the next couple of days. Taking a look back here to injuries we've talked about to key players on previous podcasts, Drew, you're going to lead us off here with Kevin Kiermaier dealing with that torn UCL in his thumb.
1: Yeah. Kiermaier has been doing outfield work. Uh, looks like he's trying to return before the all-star break uh, going back to the Rays, um, you know, depending on where they stand record wise, the likelihood of making the playoffs is relatively slim due to that stacked East. So um, you know, if he can get off to a, a hot start when he returns, you never know what the Rays might do if they're going to flip or or stick with him. He had been off to a very slow start in April, um, batting 163. So hopefully he can turn things around once he returns.
0: And Drew, do you remember off the top of your head, I don't know if you wrote it down in the in the pre-show notes, when was, when was the date of his injury? How far are we removed from when he initially got hurt?
1: I don't have the exact date, uh, but it would probably be, let me look it up here. It's got to be late. Say, I mean, uh, go ahead.
0: I was going to say, I mean, it, it's been a month since we recorded the show. So it's, it's been at least a month, maybe even six weeks at this point. So,
1: Yeah, I can't find it right now.
0: Okay, not a problem. We'll we'll continue right on here. Looking at Jose Martinez, dealt with a couple of injuries earlier this season. He, most recently, the the left wrist sprain. Uh, he he didn't miss any time. I didn't have to spend any time on on the disabled list. Uh, he had just dealt with a couple of back to back injuries within a pretty quick succession of each other. He's been playing well, batting three oh six for the Cardinals. No significant concern here for Jose Martinez uh, uh, for St. Louis. Um, a, a larger name here. For the Baltimore Orioles, or, Orioles, Drew, Zach Britton dealing with that partial Achilles rupture and repair. Uh, it seems like he's been progressing well. Uh, Drew, what were you able to find on Britton?
1: So he has been uh, rehabbing Triple A. He's going to uh, have two more reha- uh, appearances uh, down in A, And the expectation is that he'll be ready to return around June 11th or 12th. He's done well in the minors. Um, the injury was back in uh December, and uh so he's actually exceeding expectations by you know maybe th- three weeks or so. So we we I think initially slated to for him to return around the all-star break. So he is uh doing quite well for himself. So when he returns, you know, um Brad Bach's been pitching relatively well in the closer role for the Orioles. Uh my assumption is that you know, Britain might slide back in there, but I you know, I, I certainly wouldn't be surprised if he started off in the setup uh role. But we'll kind of see where it goes uh once they call him up. I
0: hey, mean it's good news for here for Britain dealing with that Achilles rupture. Obviously not an injury you typically see in the game of baseball and, and one of baseball's best back end of the bullpen pitchers, so I don't think it would be a bad idea for him to begin in that setup role that before potentially progressing back to to the ninth inning guy, in the closer. But uh, definitely something we'll keep uh, keep an eye on here as he finishes up his pat, or his last couple rehab starts. Uh, Jay Bruce is going to be the last injury re- we review we discuss here for the for the Mets. He was dealing with plantar fasciitis. The team sat him out for a few days. He didn't actually go on the disabled list. He's really been struggling. Um, he's, he's been batting 224 this season, a guy that a lot of, a lot of my Indians colleagues wanted to resign in the off season because he was, he contributed for us down, down the stretch. But I mean, looking at how he's played here in 2018, I'm certainly happy that we have not, uh, as far as the, the injury goes, uh, the plantar fasciitis is something, uh, that can linger and can recur the, the team hasn't made any mention that it's bugging him right now. Uh, but he certainly has struggled here to begin 2018. Moving on to the quick hit segment of the show that we, I believe started our, our previous show about a month ago. Uh, we're going to talk here quickly about uh, some of the Stable List stats here. Uh, for, for this season, the Texas Rangers are leading the way with the most disabled list placements this year with 16 for a total of 662 days of disabled list time. Uh, looking uh, at the least amount of disabled list time and disabled list stints, we're looking at the Chicago Cubs here uh, with the least amount of time spent on the disabled list with a total of 179 days across seven total disabled list uh, placements. Uh, I, I was looking up some numbers here um, as well, dealing with the, the finances that go into this and, and teams that have uh, players placed on the disabled list. Um, and the Texas Rangers have spent paid towards players here that have been placed on the disabled list. So guys that aren't even able to play, they've owed $12.2 million. When we're looking at the Chicago Cubs on the other other end of the spectrum, uh, only with seven placements in 179 days, they've had to shell out $6.5 million to these guys on the disabled list. So these guys aren't even really having to work. Uh, I mean, they're obviously rehabbing, but they're making millions of dollars rehabbing and drew here here you Mm -hmm. and i sit rehabbing people on mountains of student debt and not making near as much money as these guys here uh sitting on the shelf that 12 mil
1: sounds pretty nice
0: i know i mean i could go halvesies with you yeah i mean i could go halvesies with you on that you take six i take six i mean we'd be in pretty darn good shape
1: you yeah i mean take as much as you want just leave me a mil
0: That'd be fine by me, unfortunately. I don't don't think we'll ever see any of that. Um, uh, Drew, last episode, we started a new segment called Who's Hot, Who's Not, and we discussed division leaders, and then you had mentioned wanting to talk about who's hot, who's not from a player's perspective as well. So I'm going to turn things over to you here, uh, diving in here to the division leaders, who's hot, who's not, and then you can dive right into your, your players, who's hot, who's not.
1: I'm actually going to pull a switch up on you, and I'm going to go with the players first, and then I want to talk about the division leaders, and then right after that, I want to kind of bring up what we said, uh, I believe, in episode three about our picks. So I'm throwing a curveball at you. So Sounds for good. the players, I, I picked three from um, the AL and three from the NL, and I'm kind of basing off uh, the statistics over the past, we'll say, you know, maybe week, two weeks. Um so starting off with the AL. Um, you know what? I totally lied about that. I just picked three players from each side. Uh three total, who's hot and who's not. Throwing right, double do it. balls at you. So we got Andrew. Uh so who's hot? Andrew Benatendi, he's been batting 379, three home runs, eight RBIs. Um, uh, this is the past week, by the way. So we talked earlier about how Boston is just been staying on top of things, this is a reason why. Um, And then the next guy that we got is Edwin Carnacion from your Cleveland Indians. He heats up usually in June and July, by the way, if you didn't know that. Um, Batting 407, five home runs, 13 RBIs. Staying in the AL Central, we have Eddie Rosario. He's been killing it for the Twins. Uh, Five home runs, 15 RBIs. Uh, he hit three home runs the other night. He had another home run today. Uh, so he is playing very well. And then who's not hot? We've got Didi Gregorius. He started off like super hot compared to, I mean, he was on Mookie's level. But he's batted 167. He went for like a, like a 9 and 92 stretch over the month. Uh, but I will say that he is getting a little hotter. He's batting a little bit better, adding a couple steals. I think he's got three steals the past week. Uh, so that that pro- that name won't stay on the not-hot list. Um, another player next who probably won't stay there is Bryce Harper. He's been batting 216, and the majority of the hits that he's getting is home runs, but he also is striking out quite a bit more. And then I've got one pitcher on the list who's not hot, and that's Sean Manea. His last three starts, he's been 0-2 with a 9.22 ERA with a 1.76 WHIP. Part of that, he was phenomenal. He's just uh, going a little sour right now. So that uh, that takes care of the players. Now we have to go to the division leaders. Um, so we've got uh, in the AL East, we got Boston. In Central, we have Cleveland, just by a couple games. Uh, Boston's ahead of the Yankees by one. And then uh, I thought I just have to mention that just just have to. And then out west we've got Seattle, uh, who's been on a on a torrid uh, torrid a pace the past couple games. Um, and then in regards to the wild cards, we've got the Yankees. Like I said, they're a game back, and then the Houston Astros are just a couple games back of the Seattle Mariners. Um, and then in the NL, we've got Washington. Um, they just have one less loss than the Braves, so the Braves will be one of the wild card teams right now. If the playoffs start started today, in the Central we've got Milwaukee, and then out west we have Arizona. The other wild card would be the Chicago Cubs. So, kind of looking back at that uh, third podcast, you picked the Yankees, uh, the Indians, and the Astros as the division winners with Boston and Minnesota coming out of the wild card. So you got three, uh, you got four of the five. Um, and then I have not bad, uh, not New bad. York. Uh, yeah. Uh, I've got New York, Cleveland and Houston. So we were the same. In, in that regard, I also took Boston. So I also have, uh, four of the five and I picked the angels as the second wild card. I will say I'm looking a little bit better than you right now, but, uh, you know, we still have over half the season to go. Um, and then looking at the NL, um, you picked the Nats, Cubs, Dodgers, as did I. Uh, and then you picked as your wild card the Brewers, which was a good pick so far. And I mean, they're playing phenomenally. And then the uh, San Francisco uh, Giants, uh, which, you know, they're, I think they're fourth right now out west, but that, you know the NL West hasn't been um you know it's kind of been kind of bunched up like the AL Central of sorts um and then my my wild card picks for the NL have uh, is the cards so St. Louis Cardinals and then the Arizona Diamondbacks uh so i think i have you on Arizona but you have me definitely on the Brewers yeah, I
0: mean, uh definitely uh been a fun race here in the American and National League so far. is looking at the standings here in front of me, uh the, the first and second place teams in in all divisions uh are not separated by more than four and a half games. So they're all uh, great division races here so far. Uh oddly enough, the largest division lead is my Cleveland Indians over your Detroit Tigers. Was that four and a half or five and a half? Four and a half games is the largest division lead. So, I mean, if this keeps up during the second half of the season, I mean, we're going to have some great uh, divisional races here as as we get down the stretch. I mean, they're all close, Drew, like you said, out in the West. Uh, The the NL West, that is. They're all clumped together with all five teams being separated by four and a half games. So, well, yeah, it's
1: shaping up to – That division is just wrecked with injuries right now. I mean, mean, uh, Arizona has – Uh, Walker on the shelf, Robbie Ray on the shelf. Uh, The Dodgers we talked about has virtually their whole starting five uh, on the shelf. The Rockies, uh, well, we've mentioned David Dahl. Other than that, they've been relatively healthy. And then um, uh, the the Giants, they're just getting back Madison Baumgartner. So um, it should be pretty interesting. See how it shakes out.
0: I mean, it's it's definitely getting to be kind of the the middle of the summer here where hopefully some teams will start to separate themselves uh, in the divisional races. But we'll kind of see how things progress here as we get into the, 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 the latter half of the season. So with that, we are going to wrap things up here in Episode 6 of the Fantasy Doctors Major League Baseball Podcast. We appreciate each and every one of you for taking out time out of your day uh, to listen and get the lowdown here on injuries in Major League Baseball from the, the Fantasy Doctors. Drew, I'm going to let you offer any final thoughts you have here for our listeners, and then, uh, then we'll close things down.
1: The only thing that I want to say is that the uh, Tigers are going to win tonight
0: and the Indians have off so you guys can pick up a half game tonight but not a full game and i'll i'll, I'll take that
1: um take, i believe we
0: actually have a i believe we have a series coming up against you guys this weekend in fact
1: we do we do uh, so, hopefully we can win one of those this time
0: yeah it'd be nice if we could have uh up across the border and, and take three out of three from you guys but we'll, we'll see how things shake out um with that be sure to follow all of us on twitter at the fantasy drs myself at bl bowers 12 and drew at drew ingles ingles is spelled i-n-g-e-l-s uh be sure to check out the fantasy doctors new website at uh, www.thefantasydoctors.com that is new and improved jeff spina Uh, the guy who kind of organizes and runs the fantasy doctors recently had that all revamped and updated. And also please be sure to download our podcast and leave us a review on iTunes. Again, thank you for tuning in this evening for the sixth episode of the fantasy doctors, major league baseball podcast for drew Ingalls. I'm Brandon Bowers, and we'll talk to you next time.